Hello friend, I am Maria and welcome to the Conversations with My Higher Self podcast. This show is about spirituality, consciousness, and the inner workings of the universe at large. My partner Sergey uses hypnosis to bring me into a deep theta state where I get a chance to connect with my higher self. He then interviews me to uncover a wealth of knowledge about higher realms, celestial beings, and various energetic practices. Enjoy! What is the significance of um, December 21st, 2020? Uh, It's like a lot of people talking about this date right now. seems like it's a great conjunction. Like, what, what does it mean? There are a lot of different conjunctions. Um, there are um, meaning celestial bodies meet and, and and don't meet all the time. <laughs> if that makes sense, they travel all the time, right? So this this particular conjunction is a conjunction between Jupiter and Saturn, um, and those are two very interesting energies. Um, Saturn was actually initially thought to be the um, guardian planet of the Aquarian age. And then, um, you know, basically the energy of Uranus is the one that is closer related, but technically both of these planets can be considered a sponsoring energy for, um, the Aquarius age. Um, but you know, if we look at just for a quick second, right, not thinking about the Aquarian age, but like the reason that humanity is so super psyched about this is because, um, this is one of the major battles that almost like heralds the arrival or the victory of the Aquarian age is that conjunction between Jupiter and, and Saturn energies. Um, so it's like another major battle where, you know, we will see the Aquarian age prevail because it's starting to come more into its energies and into its power. And it's, you know, very often there are like multiple celestial, um, events that signify like a major battle battle one uh, do you remember the stars of uh bethlehem yeah uh, in you know uh, when jesus was born mm-hmm. this is like another celestial occurrence that was predetermined that was supposed to signify a major celestial battle that was going to herald the piscean age right so there are all these um celestial events so to say right that are kind of like predetermined all these like celestial battles are predetermined and they you know this particular conjunction of jupiter and saturn is one of those celestial battles that heralds the arrival of the aquarius age that's why it's a point of great celebration right um it has been predetermined for like when this cycle of like 12 planets and 2000 years in each planet was established you know, this celestial event has been predetermined. So on a collective consciousness, humanity has a memory that this is like a sign and we should treat it as a sign. That's why there's so, so much excitement about this. Um, on a more, from more allegorical perspective, right? Jupiter is a planet of expansion and a planet of new beginnings and a planet of change and things happening and, you know, all of this just like exciting new energies. And in this particular case, right, 
Saturn, um, like allegorically, is a planet of limitations because Saturn has the rings, right? And it's almost like having, like, um, like being on a leash a little bit. So Saturn is a little bit about limitations and limitations of 3D, right? So it's like the limitations of 3D meeting the expansive energies. And so that is like your quasi um, sign that 3D is going into 5D. If that makes sense. Now, of course, nothing is as immediate, but it is a sign that like it's time. Like now there is no way back. That's why it's like a very significant celestial event. Is there a specific kind of energy that this conjunction is bringing to the planet? Well, it's 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 making the energies of the uh, age of Aquarius a lot more prevalent. Mm, like it's another stepping stone. Correct. Mm, right. It's like another battle one. Oh, got it. So prior to this to this conjunction, maybe the energies of Aquarius were like thirty percent strong, and now they're like starting to tip over like 50%, so like 51, 50. So like it's starting to really like take flesh and, and grow the bones, if that makes sense. Hmm. It's really going to start to root itself in human consciousness, the um, the crystal grid of this planet, like really starting to anchor and takes, take its space, claim its territory, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, wow. That's really cool. And uh, is there something that you can do on this date because a lot of people do meditations and different practices like can can you uh, share something with us yeah i mean there is probably more confusion uh, in terms of like what practice you should be doing that there is order um i would say that the one my biggest piece of advice would be to come into these energies being as much of a blank slate as possible and that's why these transitions are hard is because each of you in your own chakras carries a lot um, of the piscean energies um, arguably when the energy of the new era uh, the new astrological age comes it um, fills the bodies um, it starts filling the chakras and um the chakras are filled um, from like the root to the crown, right? So um, the best thing you can do is actually do work on the chakras. Um, and I'd probably do work on all of them, despite the fact that the base chakra is going to get filled first. And that's why actually the 2020 has been a year with a lot of like root chakra work. I don't know if you've noticed, but like root chakra is all about the energy of fear and insecurity. And that's what you've been doing, dealing with a lot in 2020. And it's not because there was some, I don't know, nasty plan or like, I don't know if you, if, what you believe about the um, pandemic or if it was planned or not planned doesn't really matter. So it was like less about um, this disease and more about that humanity had to start looking at the, at the root chakra, at the base chakra and deal with the lessons that that chakra holds because it was time and it was the anchoring of energies of the um, age of Aquarius. And in order to evolve into the age, you have to go through fear because that is the shadow of the red spectrum, right? So, and each of you had to go through fear and either come on the other side victorious or not, and some of you are still going through that. So going back to your original question, 
The best way, actually, to come into the new age is to come as an empty vessel, to come as a blank canvas, to come as an op- uh, you know uh, a blank slate. Now, that is not the case, right? Because you have all existed on planet Earth, which means that it has rubbed off on you in more ways than one. And so all of your chakras are actually cups full, right, of energy. So what I recommend is a practice of the flushing of the system. Um, I recommend, you know, if you are going to do a ritual or some type of meditation on the 21st as a rite of passage ritual to welcome these new energies, um, you're almost going to have to flush the energies of the Piscean age out and then invite the new energies in. Because if your cup is full, the new things cannot, they, nothing can enter, right? Um, if your closet is full, you don't have space for a new dress. So, um, and, and the way you would do that is actually you're going to flush out from top to bottom and fill up from bottom to top, right? So you can, again, get into the meditative state, close your eyes, breathe, you know, the drill. And then take, um, you know, imagine that there is um, a stream of white light that you know, flows from your crown chakra down, you know, through each of the chakras of your body. And that stream, you know, as it goes through your crown, it like wipes off all the energy that was there before. Meaning like it almost like needs to create a vacuum and that like space in the crown center. So it's not about enhancing what you have in there because that would in essence be enhancing your Piscean energies. It's about removing and rewriting in the process of removing so what it should feel like right all of your chakras like it would for a second if you do the the removal in the right way your chakras as you're going down should all turn colorless they should all be devoid of color and the energy right so it's, it's almost like a chamber. Think of a chamber or a room that was filled with a particular kind of energy and you're removing that energy so that chamber just becomes empty, right? So, and in that process, what you're letting go is the energies of the Piscean age, right? Like everything that you need to let go of the Piscean age, everything that no longer serves you. And then imagine that there is a globe of new energy that is the Aquarian age. And the Aquarian energies are kind of like aquamarine bluish, like a little bit like steel blue type of energies. Imagine that you're tapping into this beautiful well of blue Aquarian energies. And you're starting to fill your chakras up from bottom to top. So starting in the root, you let that blue energy fill your Uh, colorless vessels of each chakra from root up 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 with this beautiful healing higher vibrational energy of Aquarian age right so you fill your your stem up or your um, tree of life which is really your chakral body up with this new energy and then you just want to sit there and let that energy flow in and take root And, you know, really kind of like fill up your whole body, like every cell of your body. And then, of course, you can do the intention. But you do the intention from this place of being filled with the Aquarian energies, not before. Mm -hmm. Right? 
Yeah. That's what I would do. Is there a specific um, like period of time when it's better to do it in the morning, in the evening? It's definitely better to do it in the morning. If you can do that, you know, right around dawn, that would be great because Age of Aquarius is very close to like the morning, right after the night. Mm-hmm. So it is kind of like that glimpse of light that you're seeing after darkness. So symbolically, it's it's really good too. Um, maybe do it in the morning. At the, but to be honest, as long as it's light outside, you're fine. I just I would just wouldn't recommend doing that like after six p.m. That's all. Yeah, and um, seems like this meditation can be done even after right so it doesn't have to happen yeah. on the 21st. those energies are going to be available to you whenever yeah. you want yeah. yes like is there any significance of doing this meditation on the 21st well you want to really capture like if you want to really be fully in sync and in line with the planets right mm-hmm. uh, the conjunction of the two planets and by the way like jupiter and saturn are the biggest planets in the solar system So they carry so much weight with them that, you know, if you were to align, and by the way, so they're conjunction energy, meaning they're combined. Conjunction is a combination, right? Their combined energy is incredibly strong. So doing that during that uh, space makes your intention so much stronger. Makes sense. Right? Uh, And really empowers you in more ways than one. So, you know, can you do it anytime? You can absolutely do it anytime. Uh, you know, for those of you that feel energies really, really strongly, you might just really enjoy doing it alongside the planets because that is, again, like a cosmic unity. Remember how I told you that, like, the age of Aquarius is also about going uh, closer to unity and really being able to take that expansive approach. It's not just me alone in the universe. It's everything. We're all interconnected. So in the spirit of interconnectedness, it might be fun and very much in line with the newer energies to align yourself with, with these two grandiose planets and, and really just like move along in tandem with them. Hmm. And maybe for a person who wants to go some extra mile and uh, maybe plan the entire day uh, to like, I don't know, do some practices, is there something that you can do during the day like or plan for the day it's always good to be in nature for any type of transformational work uh transmutational work because this is is exactly what it is right um you definitely want to pay attention to any signs or messages that you're getting that day because they could come in handy for you uh for the next 12 years at least Right. So you would be downloading messages like crazy. Um, In terms of practices, you can always work with the energies of Jupiter. You can always work with the energies of Saturn, you know, and their combined energies. There are a lot of meditations around that and just really connecting and feeling into the planet. So that could be interesting. I mean, I think if I was to walk you through an, inten- an itinerary for the full day, I don't know that I don't know how long that would take me, frankly. So I'm not <laughs> sure what your question is. No, 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 that that's helpful. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, Any time that you can connect with the energies of air, it's good. 
mm-hmm. right? Because we want to be connecting with the element. But at the same time, if you, that's the other part, right? It's, it's about the, the, the conjunction of air and water, really, is, is, is this transition. And because of that, um, and I mean the transition and the, the, the age of Aquarius, one of the things that could be a very nurturing practice is either spending it by the water or in the mountains where the air is really fresh, or ideally being able to do both if you can somehow. Uh, but the water connection is more about gratitude for the lessons learned, right? Because the Piscean age was a really, really big lucrative period that taught humanity a lot. So being grateful and grounded in, in the gratitude to the energies of the water so that you can step into the new learning and the new cycle, I think is incredibly important. And then of course, being able, like, so once you're done with the gratitude, like really being in the mountainous air, or again, like just where it is fresh air. So you probably don't want to do it on the highway um, in, in, a, in a big um, metropolitan area. So you want to probably get out of the city if you can to really reconnect with the energies of air. And uh, because that is like really welcoming in like the new uh, guardian elemental energy, right? Um, what you also, you know, breath work, something like, like breath work is incredibly lucrative during this day. And then even into the future, like breath work practices, right? Um, and even cardio, right? Like dancing it off or running. Again, like something that it will get the air circulating through your lungs is incredibly important. But even just a hundred deep breaths, right? Just like being outside in nature and taking 100 deep breaths, slow in and out, in and out. Might be all the meditation you need for that day, right? Really being able to freely take in and freely let go. The energy of air, which is the predominant energy of the next 2100 years. Hmm. And really being in peace with it, right? really accepting the nurturing qualities of the energies of air, the, the masculinity of air, right? But also, air is an interesting, interesting type of energy because on the one hand, it's masculine if you look at like the more planetary level. But if you look at the more cosmic level uh, or macro level, and uh, you know, the energy of air are the cosmic energies, right? So all of your higher dimensions also live in the energies of air, right? So truly connecting with the energies of air are connecting with the energies of multiple dimensions, right? So as you're doing this breathing exercise, feel free to breathe in the air of fifth dimension and breathe out the air of the third dimension, if you will, right? Hmm. And that's gonna help uh, the transition. That's really cool. And th- that's why like, uh, it's really no surprise that the beginning of the anchoring of this energies is a respiratory disease is because it's like the equivalent of your lungs breathing the air of the new energies for the first time. And not every lung, set of lungs, is used to these new frequencies, right? So some lungs really are either not used to it or are rejecting that. And like the representation of that on the physical is a respiratory disease like COVID or flu or something else that you might have, right? 
So um, again, like it's the reason this is happening is because it's an integration of the air archetype and the air energies, right? Um, that's why, you know, uh, for a lot of people, even their allergies were kind of like a little bit worse this year, right? Yeah. And um, you're going to see um, that still being a refrain, not allergies specifically, but, um, you know, issues with breathing and respiratory tract in the next few years right so it's not going to uh, be like an in out type of situation some bodies are going to really take some time to readjust to this new higher dimensional air frequencies got it yeah thank you thank you so much for sharing this uh, information with us uh, today uh, I'm going to end our session. I'm very grateful for the information you provided us today. I'm asking the higher self to visit to where it belongs with much love and much thanks for the help and information it has been given Maria today. I know that our listeners are really going to appreciate it. Now, I want all the consciousness and personality of Maria to once again return and fully integrate back into the body completely.